jumper on the way. He hits, and it's a three. It's a franchise record, 54 for Carl Anthony Towns. Wolves cast, audio on demand. Gibson struggling to get it in, finds Wiggins. Andrew around a town screen, inside of midcourt, launches the three, at the buzzer, banks it in. Andrew Wiggins has won it at the buzzer. Lots it up ahead. Tyus rises up and slams it with the right hand. Taj Gibson with a defensive play of the game. It's over, it's over. Celebrate Wolves Nation. Welcome into Wolves Cast Audio On Demand. John Pokey alongside Cal Soderquist here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. Got a big show coming up for you. We'll preview the Rising Stars Challenge with rookie Josh Okogie. He'll be taking part in that coming up the Friday of All-Star Weekend, playing for the world team, going against uh, Team USA. Plus, we'll go off the court, talk about the business side of things with CEO Ethan Casson. Before we get to all of that, Cal, Minnesota under interim head coach Ryan Saunders continues to find themselves in a number of close games. Some of them go their way, like we talked about last week with the uh, Carl Anthony Towns put back against Memphis in overtime. Some of them don't, like a couple of close losses to Denver and then to Memphis again earlier this week. So I guess as we take a look at uh, the close games that Minnesota's been in under Coach Saunders and uh, the clutch time situations, I guess what are some of your takeaways over the last couple of weeks as Minnesota's found themselves in these tight games? Well, I think overall it's an encouraging sign, right? And and it's probably one of the more, for the players, one of the more frustrating, encouraging signs that you can have really when you consider, yeah, we're doing a lot of the right things and, and a couple bounces either way and, and those losses are wins. And it's frustrating because, you know, we've heard players say it, we've heard uh, Ryan Saunders and other coaches say it, there are no moral victories yeah. in this, but but what you can do is learn from losses and, and learn from what you did well and then try to take just that one final or that, that next step that translates to W's. So I think it's it's encouraging, but again, of course, frustrating. I think there's two things that I take out of it. Number one is the importance of execution. And when we hear execution, we always think of on the offensive end. You've got to execute this play. You've got to execute uh, the, the, the offensive game plan. But I think that same thing could be said on the defensive end. You've got to execute the defensive game plan. You've got to finish possessions with a defensive rebound in order to help you execute on the offensive end. And you go back to, you know, some of those uh, plays late in those games. And I know that, you know, the game wasn't won or lost on, on, on the last play of the game. It was everything leading up to that. I'll get into that in my, my second point. But executing in those moments is so critical on both sides of the floor and then Alan brought this up during the broadcast and I think you know it's it's something we don't think about a whole lot but good teams avoid clutch time situations and when you're playing a team like Memphis or you've got Denver on the second end of a back-to-back don't let those teams get into the game don't let them bring it to clutch time Uh, if the Wolves get off to a, a better start or a different type of start assert themselves at a different point in the game, maybe you don't find yourself in those situations. 100%. I mean, you mentioned it. Denver on a back-to-back. Uh, Memphis is a, is a team that's starting a lot of young guys, and and especially on the road, too, in that game. If you get out early and kind of take the crowd out of it a little mm-hmm. bit because the crowd was loving the fact that that game was tight, went down to the wire. So, yeah, these are all all things that the Wolves can learn from. And the Wolves, too, are, are shorthanded, as we know, starting a lot of guys who – 
maybe are still find, uh, figuring it out with each other in these scenarios. You know, and I think at the end of the day, as as broadcasters, as fans, hey, close games are a lot of fun. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. They're a ton of fun. Uh, but every once in a while, I'm sure Ryan Saunders would agree with this. Hey, uh, let's get a 20-point blowout win so we can all sit back and relax <laughs> in the final minutes of a game. All right, that's going to do it for segment one here of Wolves Cast. Coming up next, we talk about off-the-court ventures for the Timberwolves as we go one-on-one with CEO Ethan Casson right here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. The season is here, and unforgettable experiences are just waiting for you and your group. Catch the pack in action and get in on pregame performances, player high fives, photo ops, and more. Find your experience now at Timberwolves.com groups. Minnesota Timberwolves, all eyes north. Welcome back to Wolves Cast Audio On Demand. John Fokey with you. Still to come, Josh Kogi joining Carl Anthony Towns in Charlotte for All-Star Weekend. We'll preview the Rising Stars game and Team World, which Josh will be suiting up for. Plus, Cal Soderquist returns as we take a look at the Wolves' mini homestand leading up to that all-star break. But first, Minnesota has been very busy on the court this season, but also off as we find out from Timberwolves and Lynx CEO Ethan Casson. Well, Ethan, let's start on the business side. And here we sit in the Grant Thornton Chairman's Club, the newly renamed Chairman's Club, and just kind of walk us through how this deal came about and why this partnership is so so unique and, and good for the organization. First and foremost, we're thrilled to have Grant Thornton join our, our Timberwolves corporate partnership family. When we go out and look for corporate partners to be part of our organization, it's oftentimes companies that are very like-minded and Grant Thornton certainly is like-minded in their core values and what they're trying to achieve with their customers. This is the crown jewel, as, as you know, uh, when we built the renovation and rolled out the renovation, the premium level was a focus point of that renovation. And here we sit now in the newly named Grant Thornton Chairman's Club, exclusive to uh, just a handful of companies in downtown Minneapolis. A premium experience that includes all-inclusive food, uh, Chef David Fema, great sight lines into the arena, your private bar, uh, and all the amenities that you would think would be an exclusive experience. And again, we couldn't be thrilled or more thrilled to have them part of this exclusive group and are looking to do some exciting things up here with the partners that already own suites as well. And we'll stay on the business side. And you brought up uh, aligning with companies that have the same values as you. And I think of your lifetime partnership. And that's been uh, a partnership for a number of years. But as you move into making lifetime a core, a founding partner, uh, it goes beyond just the business side, doesn't it? It absolutely does. Barama Karate is the founder and CEO of Lifetime. And we've been with them for a long, long time, probably 15 plus years. And they've just elevated into a founding partnership with us. And again, uh, thinking back to the renovation and rolling out that renovation, so many people played a pivotal role in that actually coming to fruition. Certainly the city played a huge role in it. Glenn Taylor played a huge role in it. But other partners like Lifetime were part of that as well. Baramakrati and Lifetime invested $18 million in that club that's inside of Target Center. And really that entire experience in the atrium walk-in area is a lot to do with them and their vision. Uh, like-minded brands, as, as you said, is very much Lifetime. Uh, their members, their core values, health and wellness, all of those things resonate with us and we're looking forward to, to working with them and expanding on that existing relationship. And we just celebrated Martin Luther King Day. We know what a great job the NBA does as a whole, but locally, the Timberwolves and Lynx organizations, rather than take the day off because there wasn't a game, they took a day on. And, and tell me why this was so important to have the staff band together to give back to the community on that day. 
celebrating Dr. King's life and legacy is absolutely at the core of the NBA. And they do a phenomenal job at the league level and at the team level during this period of time. In fact, I believe there was 11 games broadcast that night or that afternoon and that night, along with five that were nationally televised. And although we didn't have a game that day, we thought, to your point, we wanted a day on for our staff. We wanted a packed day of service, as we call it. And we thought, what better day to kick off our packed day of service uh, than Martin Luther King Jr. Day? We started it in the morning at the Armory with our leadership team participating in the 29th annual holiday breakfast, the third largest breakfast in the country uh, for Dr. Martin Luther King. And that's an incredible, an incredible uh, sign of, of, of support uh, and the people that are in this community, whether it's civic leaders, uh, politicians, uh, corporate leaders, or folks that are just living here and wanting to be part of uh, his vision um, and, and what he believed in and making sure that that legacy and that effort and that, and that lives on and that spirit lives on. And so to be at that breakfast that morning with 3,000 other folks just to kick off that day was really, really special. We transitioned that breakfast into a, an all-day uh, volunteer day with our staff. Uh, we did it here at Target Center and, and participated with a great local company called Bridging. And Bridging, uh, what they ultimately do is they build furniture. Uh, dressers, furniture, things that uh, homeless people don't have access to. And as they're transitioning from homelessness, maybe into, into housing, they don't have the tools and the resources that they need for that transition. So we partnered with Bridging and our staff, along with their staff and some local high school volunteers, uh, met here and we were building uh, uh, dressers all afternoon. And uh, I think we got to about 80 or so. Uh, and 80 or so families will be impacted by just that afternoon uh, of service. We also uh, participated and in, in, in partnered with uh, the, the Economic uh, Inclusion Center, another great uh, cause and a group of people trying to do great things in and around uh, the Twin Cities with diversity and inclusion. And it was a special day. And I'll just tell you, you know, we've just scratched the surface. We really look at uh, MLK Day and, and Dr. King, again, and celebrating his life and his legacy as just uh, the beginning of a lot of great things that our organizations, both Timberwolves and Lynx, plan to do moving forward. That's Wolves and Lynx CEO Ethan Casson. And like Ethan mentioned, both franchises very busy here in the month of February, helping to celebrate Black History Month. Robert Covington and Danielle Robinson took the organization's bookmobile out for a couple of stops, talking about the impact of black authors and the importance of education and much more. You can find details of all the things happening during Black History Month at Timberwolves.com. All right, stay here. Still to come, All-Star Weekend nearly upon us. Josh Akogi previews the Rising Stars Challenge next on the Timberwolves Radio Network. Experience the pack like never before with the official mobile app of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Whether you're at home, at Target Center, or anywhere around the globe, the app is your remote control to all things Timberwolves. Head over to the App Store or Google Play to download it now. Wolvescast continues coming up. Got a couple of home games before the All-Star break. Cal Soderquist will preview those as we go three in the key. But speaking of All-Star weekend, Minnesota will be well represented once again. Carl Anthony Towns headed to the Sunday Showcase game for the second straight season. And rookie Josh Akogi will represent the Wolves on Team World in the Rising Stars Challenge. Well, Josh, congratulations. Named to the Rising Stars game. You're going to compete on the world team. And first off, when you found out the news, I guess, what was your reaction to that? How excited were you for that stage? It was a wonderful thing. You know, I'm just blessed to uh, be recognized um, as one of the, you know, rising stars, I guess. But um, I was cool, man. I felt happy. You know, I felt a little accomplished. And I'm just um, happy I was able to make my 
family and my community proud. What do you think of when you think of All-Star Weekend? I mean, were you a fan of it growing up? Did you watch some of the different events and, and the big game and everything? Yeah, yeah, I was definitely always a fan of it. But um, not being in it, obviously, this is a time to kick back, relax, and just have some fun. Okay, so you've got the Rising Stars game coming up. It's going to be Friday of All-Star Weekend. Have you started to look at some of your teammates and, and the roster for that world team? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've seen uh, who all made it in um it's, it, should, it should be fun. That's, yeah, it should be fun. There's a lot of guys, good guys, great guys. A lot of good guys who weren't even, you know, should have made a list that weren't on the list. It just shows you the amount of um, competitiveness that we do have on the list. So it should be, like I said, it should be fun. Have you talked to Carl or Andrew or some of the other guys that have competed in that game before to kind of get a sense of, of what it'll be like? Yeah, I mean, I, I, G made it too. Uh, G made it. I know a cat. Um, Wigs made it, so you know they just told me it's gonna be fun to just you know have fun. And that's, I, mean, I think that's what All Star Weekend is really about, just to have fun. So I'm looking forward to it. For the All Star experience overall, what's it gonna be like just to be surrounded by some of the greats of the game and everybody in the same spot at the same time? It should be great, filled with great energy, a lot of great talent, a lot of great um, people, um, a lot of you know, it's a time to network with a lot of guys, meet a lot of guys. So. Should be should be wonderful. I'm looking forward to it. Coach said that being around those types of players and, and the Olympians and, and everybody, it, it can give a young player kind of a sense of how hard you have to work to get to that stage. Is that something you're looking forward to? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's definitely inspiring to um, be considered being you know next to those guys for for an event. You know whether you know it's the skills challenge, three-point contest, dunk contest, whatever the event may be, just to be amongst, you know, just great players like that is definitely just a blessing. The All-Star Saturday night experience, are you looking forward to maybe the slam dunk contest, the three-point shooting contest, anything like that? Yeah, for sure. It should be should be fun, man. I just can't wait. Can't wait. And just, uh, it may not be hot, but it's going to be warmer than this. So. <laughs> it's a good way to look at it. Josh, congrats again, and thanks for the time. No, thank you. Appreciate it. Rising Stars Challenge helps kick off All-Star Weekend. You can catch that game Friday, February 15th on TNT. Keep it right here. We wrap up Wolves Cast next by going three in the key on the Timberwolves Radio Network. The Timberwolves are back, and so is College Night, presented by U.S. Bank. For select home games, college students can get upper-level tickets for $10 by using a valid.edu email address online. Visit Timberwolves.com college for more info. Minnesota Timberwolves, all eyes north. Wrapping up Wolves cast audio on demand, John Fokey welcoming back Cal Soderquist as we go three in the key. Now a mini little homestand here from Minnesota as we wrap up the unofficial first half of the season. I don't even know why I say that. We're, <laughs> we are so far into the season at this point as we head towards the All-Star break. But heading into the All-Star break, a couple of home games. Cal takes us three in the key. What do you got this week? Well, we start with uh, Clippers point guard Shea Gilgis-Alexander. We spend so much time talking about Luka Mania, and and obviously deservedly so. He's having an incredible year. But Gilgis-Alexander is probably that first runner-up in the Rookie of the Year race if if you're going to give it to Luka already. Um, and how about this? This comes from Clippers PR in terms of Gilgis Alexander. In NBA history, only Larry Bird and Kyrie Irving have matched the production of Gilgis Alexander from a points, rebounds, assist, shooting splits standpoint. Wow. So in all those different categories, he is right up there with some impressive company and probably even more going to be asked from him now that uh, Tobias Harris is out uh, earlier this week. Second key player. James Harden, we know him, the beard. He's been on a tear of late, really an extended tear. Uh, 28 straight games of 30 or more points. It's the third longest streak in NBA history. He moved the streak to 28 with a workmanlike 36 points earlier this week and a win over the Kings. 
Interesting to note that uh, he can match Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain, for the second longest streak when he get, if he gets to 31 straight games. That game will be Wednesday here at the Target wow. Center, a chance to either maybe the bust up the streak or or witness history. The beard and the Big Dipper. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a movie, John. Yes. All right, our third and final key player is Kenneth Fareed. Remember this guy? Wolves fans. The uh, yeah, used to seeing him, obviously, as a Denver Nugget, a lot of matchups with Minnesota. Most recently, he was buried on the Brooklyn Nets depth chart before uh, before signing with the Rockets. He was waived and then signed with Houston, and he's found new life. He was signed about a month ago, and here are his averages so far in the month of February. 17 points on 70% shooting from the field, 11 rebounds, 29 minutes per game. So he has found a comfortable role kind of filling that Clint Capella void for the Houston Rockets. Keep an eye on him when they're in town on Wednesday. We move to two key stats. Our first is 51.7. That is the current scoring average of the L.A. Clipper Reserves. It is best in the NBA, and uh, right now they're actually on pace to become the NBA's highest-scoring second unit in over 30 seasons. You've got guys like Lou Williams who can fill it up and uh, just a ton of depth there in L.A., so watch that second unit. We know the Wolves, shorthanded right now, are going to have their hands full. Second key stat is uh, twice. Do not count this Clipper team out on Monday. Twice already in the month of February, the L.A. Clippers have erased a 20-point deficit and rallied to get victories. So two straight comeback wins, and both of them on the road. So uh, even in the hostile environments, they, uh, they have been unfazed. And finally, one key matchup. We're spotlighting Josh Okogie against James Harden. Nice. Uh, we mentioned the weekend, the fun weekend that Josh Okogie will have shortly at All-Star break, uh, but <laughs> he's going to go out with a bang, probably having to chase around James Harden at least for stretches in terms of matching up and, and trying to slow down the beard. So that should be a lot of fun on Wednesday at Target Center. You know, and I'm sure in Josh's mind, if, if Harden keeps that streak alive, it's going to be hold him under 30. I thought it was so funny uh, after Houston lost to the Denver Nuggets, Torrey Craig, who spent some time on Harden, he was interviewed after the game, and he said, how'd you, how'd you think you did? He goes, well, he still got 30, and Harden got 30 yep. on a three right at the end of the game, and Torrey was like, man, should I have fouled him? But then he'd probably hit all three free throws, and coach probably wouldn't want me following him on a three <laughs> anyway. So, uh, again, a couple of home games before All-Star break. Get your tickets at Timberwolves.com. Also, that Wednesday game is a Prince night. You'll want to be down here for that. Wolves will be rocking the City Edition uniforms. It's always a ton of fun. Special halftime performance from Sheila E. So, tickets, Timberwolves.com. That'll do it for this episode of Wolves Cast. We'll talk to you again next week right here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. This has been a presentation of the Timberwolves Radio Network.